podcast about that time, you already know. Turn the speakers up, man, it's time to stop the show. Sean, Tanner, Ryan, Righteous, DJ Jeremiah. We bringing the heat, man, it's drunk, be fire like, bruh. We in the field, we in the field, bruh. We in the field, we in the field. Just put it in work, we raising the bar. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right, for all things track stars, make sure you go to trackstars with a Z.com. Follow us on Instagram at trackstars, Twitter at trackstars, like the Facebook page, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. What's good, fellas? Good, good, good. We got a special guest with us today, McKinley. How you doing, sir? Yeah. How you guys doing? Good, good man. Yourself? Feeling good. I'm all right. I'm all right. Everything's good. So we we met McKinley um a couple weeks ago. Uh he was doing um something for uh who was the organization? Is the Stellars that 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 uh group is um out of that TV show? Uh Mentoring Kings, I think. Yeah, yeah um, Mentoring yeah. Kings. Central City Productions. Yeah. So he was he was actually interviewing us um for uh that show. And we just loved him, man. So we said, hey, come on, come on, talk to us about uh, what you're doing. Uh, so I want, I want to ask you first, tell us about the, the nonprofit that you're, you're helping run. Sure. So uh, the nonprofit that um, I actually founded is called uh, Project Switch Chicago. And, uh, you know, with, with Switch, it kind of gives you some kind of indication that it's, you know, centered around basketball. But we really just use basketball to combat the violence in the city of Chicago. And so what we've done is we set up shop and, like, all of the worst neighborhoods in Chicago at the highest crime times to, to get those guys off of the streets in times that they would be in danger. And instead of being on the block, they come inside the gym with us. They get a free meal, right? They get to listen to some tunes from a DJ. They get a little photo feedback from a photographer. Um, but more importantly, we have conversations in there that, you know, they're, they're not so comfortable having outside of the gym. So um, though basketball is what we use to, to drive people in, we kind of focus and, and zone in on, on mental health as well. And so uh, we, the reason why I developed this foundation is because, you know, the loss of my friends in Chicago to the streets, guys that I, I used to play basketball with. Um, and I know it's kind of an uncomfortable, you know, conversation for a lot of people to have. So, um, uh, sorry, about the, sorry if I lost you, but I know it's an uncomfortable conversation for a lot of people to have. Um, and so we, we want to make it like as, most, as, as comfortable as possible, right? And they talk to a near peer rather than talking to, you know, a, a psychologist or, you know, a psychiatrist or just, you know, we have that. That stigma in the neighborhood to, to man up, right? So as a young man and as a young man who just went through a mental health issue based off the loss of people in Chicago, I'm, I feel like I'm trying to bridge that gap between, you know, um, mental wellness and then um, the, the the stuff that goes on in the streets. Man, that's, that's, that's awesome, man. That's really yeah, awesome. So. And then you you obviously know that um, Chicago comes up a lot in conversation, especially in politics, because um, it's, it's used as kind of like a hockey puck, like, oh, you know, police shootings. But, yeah, what about the violence in Chicago? What is it like living there? Um, can you kind of talk to uh, the culture there and what you think you can do to help it? For sure. So um, in my opinion, like the violence here is almost like normalized. Like we're almost growing up here like we've been desensitized in a way um, to, you know, just kind of kind of suck it up. Um, and, and it's sad, you know, we, we, you guys from other cities or people from other cities, they see the news and they're like, yo, like 47 people shot this weekend in Chicago, like 18 killed. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy down there. We see it on, on our Twitter page. We're like, dang, and we keep scrolling. You know what I'm saying? And, and, wow. it, and it's sad that, that we've gotten to that point, but 
um, anybody that I know that's grown up in the inner city, you know, from from an urban neighborhood, from an urban background, has friends with an S um, that they have lost, you know, to, to the violence. And so uh, what we're trying to do is, you know, whatever we can, literally. Um, we, we looked at the times where things happened and we tried to create a distraction during those times. You know, uh, we tried to have a conversation with people um, about their PTSD, about their trauma, about their depression, about their anxiety, you know, to, to have a conversation before they, they choose to do something to retaliate. You know, so we're just using our voice, our power. We know the city of Chicago loves basketball, and I'll talk to you guys about this um, in the last interview, but we're just using basketball really to, like, bait people in, right? We have the Derrick Roses that come from the city. We have the Dwayne Ways, the Anthony Davises, and the list goes on and on. Um, but realistically, everybody doesn't make it there. And when they put that ball down, they tend to pick up other things in the city that aren't as positive. Oh, so wow. yeah. uh, we just want to mm-hmm. keep that ball in their hand. Wow. Okay. So you oh. think you think that was part of the the cause? Like, what what do you what would you say is the cause for Chicago's uh, issue with violence? Uh, it's been going on well before you know, well before I was around. You know, um, some people say you know it, it was a, a setup right through like public housing. Some people say like there's a fight for the fight for resources. There's some people say like to, in order for us to get you know government help, you know there has to be. Um, only the mom in the household, so that that starts the, the trend of you know fatherless kids, and so th- this was going on well before I was around, right? Um, I grew up in it, right? And it, it didn't start recently, so um, you know, with me, it, it, it becoming like personal. Me, me losing people is the reason why I started, not because you know I saw the, the old Chicago, the new Chicago. This is the only Chicago that I know. Mm. Yeah. So McKinley, um, uh, I have a question, and kind of going back to what you just he, what Sean just asked. Do you think it's because general like certain cities have like almost like generational gang situations like um, GDs, vice lords is commonly known in Chicago? Do you think that's something that has to deal with that? Like coming from that background, being kind of like when people talk about um, in Los Angeles or the L.A. area about Bloods and Crips and like it's like birth there. So it's like, do you think that's the reason why it continues? And then even going back even prior to them even going back with Al Capone and gangsterism in Chicago, like it's like, it's almost like birth there. Do you think that's just more root of it more than just resources and everything else? I feel like a lot of the violence here in Chicago is gang related, right? But people are like killing babies now. People are killing one-year-olds and three-year-olds and people just don't fight anymore. You know, like, yeah, I remember growing up, um, like earlier and growing up and, and though guns and stuff were around, but like people would fight after school if they had a problem. Now it's instantly like, let me reach in my book back. You know, so times are just different now. Times are different. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, I don't think any GD, BD, Vice Lord, Four Corner Hustler, Stone, anything has, you know, anything to do with a three-year-old baby getting killed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't yeah. think that that has anything to do with somebody riding down a block, shooting up the park. People are just restless right now, you know? And, Sometimes people blame like the leadership, like, you know, Jeff Ford not being around and Larry Hoover being arrested and things like that because there's no structure. But these kids today, like, I don't know if they will listen to a Larry Hoover. You know what I'm saying? So people are just just it's just times are different now. Times are completely Mm -hmm. different now. Wow. Wow. That's 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 really interesting, man. So, you know, Chicago's in the news actually today. Um, There's been some some um, looting and rioting down on the I think it was Michigan Avenue. And uh, how, how, what is it like there right now? Is that a big conversation going on right now in, in Chicago? Um, absolutely. The, the looting is it has been a big conversation since, you know, the, the death of George Floyd. And um, it's gotten a, it's gotten a little out of hand. So I think this this reason of looting was because the cops just shot um, a kid 
uh, that, I don't the story goes, well, the cop side of the story is that um, the cop was shot or shot at by this kid first, right? And then the cop shot him back, uh, shot at him back and ended up hitting him. He didn't kill him, you know, but he ended up sending him to the hospital. Okay. Um, so the, the, the people in the neighborhood, the, the residents of the neighborhood said that they didn't see the kid have a gun, right? the police are saying that they did see him having a gun and the, the police body cam was off. So it's like, it's up in the air and just right, with everything yeah. going on in the world right now, the, the community doesn't know what to believe. Yeah. So that's why people are looking at Actually, right now, um, people are, you know, protesting on the, the biggest expressway in Chicago right now. So they're shutting down the expressway, you know, protest, protesting up and down the expressway. And all of this, like, including the looting has been like, a, a, you know, a reaction of the, the restlessness and you know, the stuff that the black community has going on. Uh, or ha- has gone through the last few months since the death of George Floyd, since the, the death of Breonna Taylor, since the you know the, the situation with Amar Arbery. So um, the the looting initially, um, I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't have a problem with at first. Um, it seemed as if like with big companies, you know, who like people who save up their money for a save up paycheck after paycheck to you know to, to buy some of their merchandise or to keep their business alive, they see something going on in the black community and those businesses not stepping up, saying something, not being on the front line with us, that upsets black people. And, mm-hmm. it, and us as black people who helped us, like, or help them build these buildings, right? Build these communities, even pay their bills every month, you know, keep their lights on. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not standing up for us. That that bothered, that bothered the black community. I can understand them wanting to break it down. You know, some people took advantage of the situation and, and stole some watches, even stole things from black owned communities. You know, like that happens. But um, now, with us not knowing the, the real truth between the police and, you know, the guy that shot at the police or if he didn't shoot at the police, I feel like the looting is a little unnecessary at this point. So you, you mentioned um, some of the motivations for you starting this this uh, nonprofit. Can you talk a little bit about what you were dealing with and how you were able to overcome that and, and do make it something positive? Sure. Um, I developed this foundation in like my lowest, 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 you know, uh, mental state. Um really, really deep depression. Um, I was in Cincinnati at Xavier um, during this time, Xavier University at this time. And, you know, while things were going on in Chicago and things, I mean, by things, I mean, like my, some of my closest friends died. Um, I was in Cincinnati, like getting my education, but there weren't many like urban inner city kids at Xavier. So it was nobody to really talk to. Like my counselors, right, was able to be in a PWI. It would be like a, a 40 to 50 or 50 to 60 year old white woman, you know, like that didn't understand what it was like growing up in the inner city of Chicago. So I just, like tend to keep my problems inside. I, I tend to keep them internally. And so um, that build up, you know, Chicago didn't get any better. I lost more and more friends. I, I dug myself into a deeper and deeper hole. Um, I came home to Chicago to get some professional help. And as I was getting this help, I realized like I'm not the only kid in Chicago that's going through this, right? And I want to make yeah. sure that you know, the, the next kid and, and the next kid um, has an opportunity to get some help. And so I came out and developed this foundation. I'm like, the first thing I can do with me not being a, a medical expert is try to do something, some kind of prevention, right? And that's why we developed the program. We're getting the guys off of the streets in the first place, right? If you're not in the streets or in the neighborhood in the first place, then when somebody rolls through or something happens or if there's some type of retaliation, you're in the gym with me and you're not out there risking your life. So that was the first thing. And then we started, we decided to dig deeper. And so we started doing mental health conventions. And with us being centered around basketball, we would kind of have basketball players come in and talk about you know their mental health journey or what they've done to, to get over PTSD. And we guys in the community looked at those guys as like, idols and icons right so if they're hearing it from them rather than hearing it from me who's just like them in the community you know it means a little more and so from there we just dug a deeper and deeper and deeper um hole into to people's minds about um the importance of vulnerability um and the importance of you know letting things go and, and not creating a build up like i did wow so, so mckinley i have a question for you 
Um, I know a lot of people who've come to Atlanta um, and, you know, I've asked them like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from the South side of Chicago. And, you know, we talk about the the violence there and everything. Um, and a lot of them just are like, Hey, I, I just had to get out of that place, man. What do you say to people who are retreating instead of actually working to help the cause? Like people who are born and raised there, they still have roots there. They still have family and cousins that are just, they, they left them behind. What do you say to people who retreat and how do you, how do you, what's the message to bring them back to see what you see in your community and how to help? Realistically, I'm not, I'm not mad at them. Um, it's, it's, it's hard bringing, you know, a, a little boy up in Chicago. You don't know if he will be a victim. You don't know if he'll turn into the suspect, you know, like with me, mm. um, being, being like raised and I had my parents in the household, right. I, I was school first. My mom's an educator, like everything was right. Right. But I, she couldn't control what was going on outside of the neighborhood around me. She didn't think that, I heard shelter in me that would have me go into a deep depression because of the other people around me that I lost. You know what I'm saying? She would she didn't think yeah. that her shelter in me would, you know, not stop me from seeing the things that I saw in the streets. And so um, I don't, I don't blame them. You know, it, it's, it's hard, especially at this point, being black, it's hard bringing some, being comfortable bringing somebody else into the world right now. You know, if you don't know if your yeah. kid will be a victim to police brutality, you don't know if your kid will be a victim to the streets. You don't know what, you know, what happens right now. We're just in an unstable world right now. So, I don't. I don't really blame them um, for for going and feeling like they're they're raising their kid or raising their family or even themselves um, into a safer place. Me, um, I feel like it's my job. I, I've taken on this res- responsibility, right? I'm, I'm holding myself accountable when I see these these big numbers over the weekend. So it's not personally for me. I feel like mm-hmm. you know I'm doing my city a disservice being in this position and not you know continuing to continue to fight. I'm not running and going anywhere, but I'm not mad at anybody for, for taking a safer route. Wow, yeah. mm, that's admirable, man. Yeah, that, it is. It really is. So so part of part of why we started this show was um, we believe that part of the solution, well, the solution to a lot of um, violence and, and race issues that we're seeing is is Jesus. Right. We, we believe that God can help heal a lot of these things. And we started this because we were hoping that Christian hip hop and, and guys who were doing this for God would be a good motivator for people who were in these situations to, to aspire for something greater. Right. Has Christian hip hop penetrated your city at all? Like, do you do you guys know about people like Lecrae? You guys, does that impact you? Does is it inspiring or is it not really doing much yet? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've heard the name Lecrae before, right? But I don't think I I would know who he was if he walked past me. You know what I'm saying? And so wow. I can't speak on the city of Chicago right, as a whole. Um, but I know me personally, or, or me and my friends, you know, we we don't we'll get in the when, when we, when we and my friends, when we get in the car, we don't put on, you know, a, a Christian hip hop song. You know what I'm saying? When, when um, we're here playing tunes or playing Uno or whatever the situation is, we don't hear Christian hip hop. So that's not really like in our everyday. That's not on our, our playlist, right? And I can't take the effect that it would or it, it wouldn't have because I don't listen to it. You know, and that, and that's just me being transparent. I had this conversation with you guys before, and yeah. I know oftentimes like people growing up or even moms when they're losing their their people in the city, like they lean t- towards God and people ask them how they're so strong. Like, how did you get through this? And they were like, God got me. You know, that is something that like, I want that courage or I want that relationship with somebody who feel like they'll, they'll pull me up, but I'm not, I'm not personally there yet. I know the people around me and the demographic of people that I'm speaking to and people in my program are not there yet. And maybe that, that, need, that needs to be an approach I try. Man, I appreciate you being honest about that. That's, that's super dope because that's mm-hmm. what we need to know because, you know, we're, we're spending we're spending a lot of time and a lot of effort trying to get this message to people like you specifically, like 
exactly you, right? And the fact that it hasn't really hit yet, we need to know what we can do to help bring that message because the message is specifically designed for you and your friends, right? To give you that hope, to give you that relationship with God, to help you overcome those situations. And 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 thank God you were able to do that with, with, with the resources you had. But I really believe if we can partner together and work on ways to figure out how to get a positive message into those cities, man, I really think it could do a lot of work. Um, so whatever whatever barrier, whatever um, is keeping um, Christian, whether I don't whether y'all think it's whack or it's not popular enough yet or the artist thing, whatever it is, we need to fix it because I do think that could help uh, heal some of the wounds. You know what I mean? I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it at all. That's awesome. McKinley, um, real quick, I have, I have a question for you, um, bro. So, what what is it like to for like what what some advice would you get um to help somebody get something started in their community like yours? Like, I mean, somebody a, a young kid may be saying, "Hey, man, I, I don't know, I don't do basketball, but I can draw. I don't, I I, I don't do basketball, but I can write. I can, I don't, you know, what I mean, I use my whatever creative um thing they got. How could they get?" But you started in their community if, to help out in their community as well. Sure. Um, people ask us all the time, and, like, I don't have, like, the the best, like, on-paper answer. I literally just tell them, like, think of something cool, right? Like, we when we started off, we had a charity basketball game, and people have charity basketball games all the time, and people give away school supplies all the time. But um, but what I, what, I, what I really, really, like, tried to do was um, use propaganda to get people in the gym. You know what I'm saying? So I use, like all the players that like people grew up idolizing, right? All the players that people grew up like watching, whether they were like Chicago celebrities or, you know, they made it to the NBA, getting all of them in the gym at one time, putting them all on a flyer to bring the city out. They were like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not only going to see all these guys, but I'm leaving with something too. So it was like a multifaceted, like, you know, kind of event. It was almost like people were coming to, to see people that they idolized, coming to see the people all watch on TV, but they were also leaving the school supplies where they were like ready you know, for the school year, you know, so from there with that attention, right, we got the attention of bigger brands, right, we got the attention of Nike, you know, I got an opportunity to meet LeBron, and from that, just by, by something being cool, right now we're living in a social media world, like, you'll see something be like, dang, this kid is awesome, you know, if he gave away some book bags, and it's like, this is cute, but when you swipe and see everybody that was in the gym, like, okay, like, this is special, you know what I'm saying, so yeah. if the kid is, like, drawing or whatever, maybe they want to, like, not sell this piece of art, right, and, and give and DM a celebrity or draw a picture of a celebrity and the celebrity posted. It's just like we're living in the social media world where people only yeah. gravitate towards stuff that is cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or, or stuff that is relevant. There are many, many, many stories like the Khalif Browder story, right? If how many people would Khalif, would the Khalif Browder story make it to Netflix if Jay-Z didn't hop on top of it? You know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like we're, we're living in a world where like propaganda is important. Um, so I would just, I would just say, just think of something <laughs> cool, try to get, you know, use your network or whatever the situation is to, to, to get your, your, your idea to the next level. That's insightful, man. So how, how were you able to get the attention of the Anthony Davises and the Derek? Like, what did you do to get their attention? So I played basketball in Chicago. Um, I played at Whitney Young. I don't know if you've heard of it, but um, pretty, pretty big school on the academic side, but, you know, a pretty big school on the basketball side as well. And I actually um, uh, played with a guy that made it to the NBA, Jalil Okafor. Um, oh, we played cool. we played high school together. And so me being around him, him being like my right hand, like during his time of his pre-draft, right? During his time of his first year, me being around all the time, I was able to meet people, right? And, and I put myself in a position where it's like, 
know, they respect me as his friend, but they respect me as a person too. So if I invite them somewhere, then, you know, they'll, they, they will come and support me. And with, wow. with Whitney Young basketball being a Nike basketball school, I feel like I was already under their radar in, in some aspect. Right. Yeah. And that was almost like, that was an easy phone call for me to make or an easy phone call for me to answer them to get in touch with me or vice versa because of me playing basketball. So just using whatever I had to, to take it to the next level. That's amazing, man. That's really awesome. Mm. So a lot of people listening right now, they're asking, like, how can people support you? Especially now, like, because you, you can't throw events right now, are you? No. So um, the COVID has stopped everything. I'm pretty sure in every city, right? Yeah. I don't know. Atlanta's up and running. I'm not going to lie. I've been <laughs> to Atlanta recently, and y'all kind of outside a little bit. Way outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Too many outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As far as Chicago goes, um, contact sports are still you know not not legal right now so we're not able to be outside we actually just got an office space right and we, we want to do the office space is we want to start doing like mental health conventions out of our office space right we want to do like unconventional you know therapy like yoga and meditation classes and you know even if it's like a, a relaxation like sipping pain or whatever we yeah. come up with right to, to use that space for people to still have an opportunity to heal just not really all about basketball for us right now so um, we're painting the office space. Uh, we're, we're getting the supplies in there. And when that's up and running, then, you know, we'll still have something to do until this COVID thing passes. So how do people donate to you? Tell them, tell them what they can do specifically to help you like right now. For sure. We have a website, um, projectswithchicago.com. Um, and there's a really big green button on there. It says pay it forward. Um, whatever amount, whether it's, you know, $10, $10,000, whatever guys can do. <laughs> we're, we're super, we're super grateful for it. And then, um, to stay in touch with us, we have an Instagram, Project Switch Chicago is our Instagram. Everything will be posted there. Um, and yeah, just, just encourage people if they can just donate or if they can volunteer or even if they can repost, you know, continue to spread the word and, and the message about what we're doing here in Chicago. Man, you, you killed it, man. Uh, everybody's super impressed with you in the chat, yeah, man. man. So yeah, man. Uh, I, I meant what I said. We we need to partner up and see how we could uh, we could uh, instill some of that of what, what I was talking about earlier into what you're doing. But also, man, you got insight into how to to get this thing popping that I think we need your help, too. We need your insight and like just to be honest and say, hey, look, this ain't working. This ain't working. You know what I mean? Like we need that. So. We'll we'll be we'll be hitting you up. Hopefully you can hang out with us a little bit longer, can you? Yeah, I got time. All right, man. So let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright to Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. What's going on, family? This is Sean Tanner from the Track Stars. Hey, if you're an artist out there, independent artist, you know how hard it is sometimes to get the same looks as the majors do as an independent artist. We've been a part of all the different platforms, TuneCore, CD Baby, DistroKid, United Masters, you name it, we have been involved in all of them. We always felt like there was a rub somewhere. Um, they're great outlets, but we wanted something a little bit more customized for the independent artist. So we created our own distribution platform called Nectar. Nectar is a way for you to get your music out to all of the different DSPs, Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, everybody for $19.99 per year. We have direct connections to these outlets. These are not piggybacking off of one of those other services. We have direct deals with those outlets. We can get your music to them really quickly. Um, we're, we're full service. So if you have any questions, you need to replace a song or artwork. We could do all that stuff for you. Check it out right now, NectarDistro.com. It starts at $19.99 per year for unlimited uploads, unlimited corrections, all of that stuff. NectarDistro.com. Check it out now. What's going on, family? Hey, look, if you're an artist out there, I know how hard it can be. I, I'm an artist as well. And whenever you release a song you think is dope, you're like, man, this is going to be the one. You have to go through the process of marketing. That's the hard part. That's when it really, really, really gets serious, right? Because even if you got a dope song and nobody knows about it, it's going to be a flop. 
So if you know the process, that means you got to go to each website, follow their submission rules, email them, do whatever they need you to do one at a time. These outlets do not like to be spammed. They do not like to be put on BCC lists, uh, email spam lists. But never fear, we have come up with a way to solve this problem. We created something called the Single Maximizer. Single Maximizer allows you to fill in the details for your song one time, and we customize it for each outlet and send it out to all of them for you. Not in a mass email, not a spam, individual emails customized exactly what they asked for in their music submission guidelines. It's an amazing tool. We use it for ourselves and our own music, and we're trying to share it with you guys. So go to trackstars.com forward slash single maximizer. Take advantage of it right now. It's an amazing tool. Check it out. Let us know your success stories. Tell us what works. Trackstars.com. Go check it out right now. What's up? This is No Big Deal representing Middle Tennessee and Indie Tribe. You are now in the field with the Track Stars. It's time for the Entertainment Report with Jeremiah. All right, man. Entertainment Report time. Let's get it popping. Um, I just got two quick things real quick. Um, first off, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I remember, um, I don't know I mean. Everybody love that show. I, don't, I don't, never met nobody that don't like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Have y'all... Anybody here don't like the first person? I don't like her. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right. So they're thinking about doing a, a is a possible reboot on the way. Um, if you know about it, it was a viral video last year that talked to like did a dramatic version of uh, of it of doing like they 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 cut up some scenes from some of the prominent um episodes and did a dramatic version of it. So now they're shopping it around to do it. For real, for real. Um, I saw Will Smith liked it. He like he yeah liked, yeah. Uh, he actually brought the people there. Yeah, he brought the people to there that did it. And the reason kind of why we talking about this is because um, RMG Amplified um, artist Sada K is she is playing. She was playing um, Hillary in the in the little clip. Not little Are clip, you in the, Yeah, she was playing the she was playing Hillary Banks in the clip that went viral. So, so we don't so, know if she's going to be the same. That They don't know if they're going to get the actors that came back from that clip or not. But they're trying to see if that happens. What you about to say, Sean? That's dope. I, I had no idea. Yeah. No so, idea. yeah. So it, 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 it looks like it's going to be like, instead of being more funny, that they're going to bring out the episodes that, that that deal with like topics back using those topics from back in the day to right now, yeah. which can still go on. I remember an episode when they got arrested for driving um, the the father's boss car to a Malibu, and it was like, yo, they stopped us because we we're black. You know what I mean? Episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. They could. They got a lot uh, to pull from. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff. And um, I remember I seen the actual video of Will Smith talking to the director and was like, man, we wanted to do more drama type stuff on the fresh print but it was 30 minutes one and then two we had to like have those laughs and stuff like that because a lot of stuff was very dramatic that we talking about especially like his episode with his father oh yeah episodes about drug use and stuff like that so this could be on the run man so um word on the street is they're shopping around to netflix peacock and hbo max so yeah man i hope she's in it though i I think i think she did very good if you want to go see that clip i'm sure it's online um, that you can go see the reboot, Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot, and it looks it looks very it looks like 
90210. If you, if you ever watched those shows back in the mm-hmm. day, not back in the day, but like those yeah, drama, yeah, yeah. teen drama shows, it looked exactly like that, but with black people. So you, you familiar plus, with uh, Fresh Prince, right, McKinley? That ain't too uh, yeah. old for Yeah, that's not too, too old. <laughs> they, got, they, still play those, they still play those reruns. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So uh, we talk about going to talk about the 2020 Dove Award nominees. For those who don't know, the Dove, the Dove Awards are like the I would say more like the Grammys for gospel music awards for mm-hmm. gospel and Christian music awards. And they not, they announced this week about um, the rap and hip hop album of the year and song. So here we go. Album of the year is not um, by chance. Aaron Cole. I mean, these are the nominees. Aaron Cole, not by chance. Andy Minio, work in progress. Gavi, heathen. Kanye, Jesus is King and Social Club Misfits Mood slash Doom. And then also Song of the Year was Andy Minio featuring um, Governor B, Keep It Moving, Kanye, Follow God, um, Armies by KB, um, Lecrae, YK Osiris, Set Me Free, Social Club Misfits, Enough. So who you guys got, man? Where's No Big Deal at? That's the thing. That was something that mm. people had a little problem with, like, no Big Deal album was fire this year. Like you think the Kanye case. kicked off No Big Deal? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I You know what? I'm going to say this. It's going to be controversial. I think No Big Deal leaving Capital probably kind of hurt this because everybody on here is signed to some type of major uh, label. Uh, McKinley, did you did you listen to Follow God? Or what was the name of the album? Jesus King? Yeah, I, I, Jesus King. Yeah, I listened to I Yeah, I listened to him. I don't know all of the, all of the songs, but I listened to a lot of them. Was it was it okay? Was it good? It was it was cool. Um, it was. Different. <laughs> uh, it was cool. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Being, being a Chicago kid, like I always wanted to like be pro yay, be pro yay. But you know, I try to just like be cool on the yay topic with because yay got a lot of stuff going on right now. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I'm gonna just say it was cool. So so technically, that was a Christian hip hop album, but that I would say is not even near the top 50 Christian hip-hop albums that exist. So we're going to yeah. hip you to some of the better ones. So if, if that was okay for you, Dang, we better, got that was cool. uh, There's, Are you okay. serious? You think that album was better than... No, nah, I just thought that was a shade throw. It was. That's, that's the, no, okay. <laughs> the point is, is that if if you well, are Kanye able... need to go back to the lab, is what you're saying. I'm just saying Kanye need to come talk to us, because if that was okay, there's albums that are way better than that. So... Um, yeah, I think Kanye yeah, I, I, can follow, get there. Follow God was hot. Follow God was hot. Follow God was is, crazy. It's something I'll get in the car and I'll play, and it's just like a yeah. I don't even know what he's just saying, but it's like you know one of those. But I got a good feel uh, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but so, that, what I'm saying is that like that's the quality level plus that's in this genre. You just got to hear it. You just got to hear it. it. Okay. I hear it. Yeah, he's yo, open. He's open. Yo, yo, McKinley, I got a I got another dig for you, bro. You're going to turn your offices into a campaign headquarters for Kanye? Like <laughs> Man, I, I, no. Does he, have, does he have your vote? Does he have your vote? Kanye does not have my vote. Man, you know you got Chicago? Golly. Kanye Southside. Are y'all, taking, are y'all even taking it seriously? Are y'all taking what he says seriously? I don't think nobody paying attention to this man. I feel like people were at first they were like, a, you know, be careful. This is a very dangerous act that he's trying to split the Democratic Party and make sure everybody votes for Trump. Like yeah. that's the conversation that people were having in Chicago. But no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. 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 Alright, um, copy section this week. Um, Lecrae Restoration Pre-Order, Wes Harris, um, Helium, um, Molly Music, The Book of Molly, Kai in, 
Encore, Encore, I'm sorry, Encore from the Grave, Zay Hill and Derek Minor situation single, Mitch Darrell, Rapidy Rap single, King Chavs, Mark Jackson single, Brother Brother Dre, um, Coke Bottle single, and Cav Morse today single. Ryan, what's good, sir? Yeah, man. Shout out to the Track Stars Podcast Network and everybody who's dropping weekly podcasts. Today is the 15th, so you can go check out the 520 Collective Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8, uh, featuring Brinson and music by 2.0. So go check out what 520 Collective is doing. It's awesome. All right. All right, so um, make me a hit is still going on, guys. We got a we got a couple more submissions, um, but I need more people to jump into this thing. And you got to make an Instagram video. Um, somebody actually did, but their page is private. When y'all got private pages, it messes me up. But um, get into this thing because I'm starting to think that y'all are scared. So I need somebody to step up, do the Instagram video, and jump out there and let's get this thing going. Um, so we we've had a couple verses submitted. I want to see about 50 of them joints to choose from. So I'm going to extend it out a little bit. Get your courage up. Jump on this beat and let's go. So trackstars.com forward slash make me a hit. So let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars. Ryan Wright to Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Yo, you're in the field with the track stars. Now, here's a segment from my interview with spoken word artist Genetics. To see the interview in its entirety, go to youtube.com forward slash track stars or go to trackstars.com. Check it out. Let's go. Like, I participated in this one time. Well, you should write a poem about it. It's like, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and I think there's also a danger in that because you may do more harm than good because you're exposing people to elements and different yeah. worldviews that they probably weren't even exposed right. to at all. I remember one time I was at church at P4CM and um, my god brother was like, um, he was like, Jeanette, this is just making me feel like I want to do something. I don't, I'm, this is not helping me. Like, this is not helping me. I, I know she's talking about her testimony, but mm-mm. I'm thinking about her naked. I was like, okay, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that was like a very pivotal moment for me because I think that, again, you have to be careful. Um, and then all the time we weren't thinking about the age groups a lot of times. We're walking right. down, down with our ex masturbator shirts and we're like, yeah. and yeah. kids can read, you know? And so, <laughs> you know, that it's they like, can. yeah, like so I think. And I, I don't think I, I personally ever really got all the way kind of there, but mm-hmm. I think because I was, I think I was definitely older than everybody else in that P4CM era. So I kind of, I've done some very, even the first poem I did that, I said some very touchy things. And mm-hmm. I think just with wisdom and just really asking the Holy Spirit to really mature me in those areas, yeah. how can I make sure? Because you don't want to lose somebody with yeah. just yeah. being offensive off the off the top. Right. Yeah. Right. When right. did you know y'all, y'all impact was happening? Because I remember seeing y'all on, at the time when Worldstar was hot. Oh, man. And, and I saw y'all videos, I was like, oh, wow, this is about to change. And it was like, like stuff was happening and I was like, wow, this is like, this movement out west is going crazy and people are talking about it. Yeah, I don't even, even now, I probably don't know, like, the Not degree. Because people would have to tell me, like, oh, something on Worldstar. Oh, mm-hmm. this is this is, has this many views. Um, but I, I do I do know that the impact kind of got really, like, me and Ezekiel started getting booked together a lot. Even oh, before wow. we had a poem together. We started getting booked together a lot. And then it got to the point to where I was trying to finish up school. And I was just, like, getting asked to come out frequently to the point to where I was like, man, this is, I'm suffering in school. So mm-hmm. I hit up my mom. I was like, yo, should I? 
what should I do? You yeah. know, should I finish this? Because I really want to hurry up and with this degree and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And she was just like, this is your dream. Like, school will always be there, no matter how old you are. But this is your passion. Yeah. This is what mm-hmm. you've always wanted to do. Just pursue that and see what the Lord is doing. Yeah. Um, so once we started traveling and, um, and then going to a different country, I was like, that kind of like was... And it was way later in the game, probably. Yeah. But yeah. just kind of interacting with people and seeing, like, I started when there was no internet. So yeah. to kind of see the transition with YouTube and everything like that, it was yeah. just like, wow, this is this is a real thing. But yeah. I, for me, again, it felt like more weight and heaviness and responsibility. Yo, you're in the field with the track stars. Now, here's a segment from my interview with pastor and author Damian Boyd. To see the interview in its entirety, go to YouTube.com forward slash track stars or go to trackstars.com. Let's go. So the cultural side of that is we've messed it up. And in America, in the West, but definitely in America, I think we've attached God to the American dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if the pursuit of happiness isn't in there, then somehow it's not God. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the problem. We've messed up Very true. Um, what God was getting at. And in Very other true. places, it's a purer version mm. of what was seen in Acts because we water it down to make it look like us. I uh, think about years ago where hip hop was, you know, there were people writing books about how hip hop was of the devil. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, really? Hip-hop? Okay, I think I'm going to create something with hip-hop just because you think God can't use hip-hop. So, And that's what I did. It was like, it frustrated me because it's like, you know, we want to demonize what we don't understand. And we want to demonize something that from our view is bad. Like from our perspective, it's bad. Well, things that are okay now were bad 20 years ago until we realized, oh, that's not inherently bad. It's it's not inherently bad. It's just how you look at it. What's going on? This is Shantana with the Track Stars. Make sure you go to Spotify and get our Milk playlist. That's the hottest in the game. All of Jeremiah's favorite songs get added to that playlist weekly, so you got to keep up with it. So follow it, listen to everything on there twice, all right? The Milk playlist on Spotify. Go get it. What's up? It's your boy, Scott Free, repping the City Takers Movement, and you in the field with the Track Stars. Are you in the field with the track stars? Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? All right. Make sure you check out NectarDistro.com. If you are out there, you want to get some music out into the marketplace. We got some new things coming with Nectar. We're going to real, real soon. So make sure you check it out. NectarDistro.com. You can go ahead and get your basic plan for the year, 1999. Or you can upgrade to all the other features that we offer. It's a Nectar exclusive. All right? All right. So we got we still got McKinley with us. Um all right, so when we were on the interview with McKinley, uh, relationship stuff came up, right? And it's been a long time since we, we like McKinley, on our show, we've been doing the show for a while. We've been doing it since 2000, what, uh, what? what was it, seven? Seven. Um, seven. 2006, 2007. So when we started, we weren't, none of us were married, right? And uh, we used to talk about relationships all the time because that's all that really kind of mattered to us because that's what we were struggling with, right? Uh, ever since we got married, it's been crickets on relationships. We don't we don't talk about that at all no more. <laughs> so when you brought it up, we got we lit up because we were like, oh, yo, this is our bag, right? So uh, I wanted to I wanted to uh, bring that up again and see if we could help out some of our young brothers and sisters out here because we kind of left y'all high and dry when we got married. Honestly, we were like, hey. We good. No game. Where's the game? <laughs> we straight now, so who cares about y'all? 
Um, but I, I kind of want to get a, a <laughs> seriously. Uh, I kind of want to get a temperature for what it's like out there, man. Like, um, what what are some of the main concerns? Because when we when we were you know dating, social media was kind of you know rising. Facebook was out, you know, Twitter was out, but it wasn't like as My crazy face. as it is now, right? So, what what are some of the issues uh, that you're dealing with out there as a single young man? Um, accessibility is, is probably the, the biggest thing and not that I'm not able to get access to people is that, you know, with the world being so intertwined, everybody has access to everybody. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. um, and me and my boys actually just talked about this last night in the group chat, like, you know, sometimes boys think that they want to like, you know, to get them a, a good college girl, a girl with a good job or whatever the situation is, but it's like, okay, everybody's so accessible. Like these athletes or these rappers and these guys that we listen to in, a, in our, our headphones or these guys we watch on TV, they think the same girl is tri- pretty and same girl is attractive or whatever. You can't tell a college girl who's 19 in Iowa studying hard when Odell DMs her that she shouldn't go to New York that weekend, right? Mm. And now like instantly we're thinking like, okay, dang, this girl has been with Odell. Like, do I not watch football anymore? Do I stay off of Instagram? It's like avoiding <laughs> triggers, right? So it's just like, it's, it's just harder now because like everybody's so accessible. You know what I'm mm. saying? And girls like see, see like, the next thing or like the next opportunity and like they're not willing to you know stay solid or stay loyal we're just living in a different time right now i feel like so i feel like access is 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 one of the bigger problems especially like between me and my friends you know like girls are more inclined to like move past the situation after a little argument than you know trying to figure it out or more inclined to go out and and see somebody and somebody is popping bottles or you know like has a table and has all these chains on like you're testing their loyalty every single night so it's just like about choosing the right person you know it is hard it is, it is sad to say that like men have developed these insecurities you know just because of the world where the world is now but like just as we are fearful of that like we've been on the other side of that as well you know what i'm saying but i can't sit here and say like i've never been involved in a situation with a girl who had a boyfriend you know what i'm saying so it's just like it's hard it's hard okay. we're living a harder time right now so so what i'm hearing is that there's there's a uh there's a pressure to be successful to keep up with uh, everything that's going on because on social media, you said since everybody's kind of uh, accessible, you're competing with people that don't ain't even around you. Is that is that the feeling? No, it's it's, it's not even like pressure. I've never felt pressure or felt <laughs> like you know intimidated by another guy. I don't know if it was coming off as that. It's more so like it's really really hard to find somebody that's not phased by that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, that's I that's, that's, that's oh. really what it is. You know what I'm saying so it's not about like. I think this guy is better than me. Like, I'm comfortable in the land that I've created for myself. Like, I'm my dog is squeaking this toy. I'm not sure if this is the background, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable in the, in the land that I've created for myself. I'm comfortable within myself, secure in my situation, everything like that. It's just like one, you know, how how hard is it to find a girl who's solid, who's not impressed by this kind of things, and two, how comfortable are you dating somebody who's had that kind of past, who has fallen for that while they were young? You know what I'm saying? So. I suggest like at this point, you 16, 17, and you find somebody and that's your person, hold on to them for the rest of your life. Because you love you catch them, you catch them before they get exposed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> catch them for the days of the real world, real world, you know what I'm saying? So McKinley, let me ask you a question. How many women do you think getting flowed out, like in a percentage? Getting flewed out to these athletes and rappers that you think will be like potential athletes and rappers, like especially now, there's so many ways to like get money, like so many you know scammers, whatever the situation. Everybody got bread right now. It's not yeah. hard to get money right now, whether it's legally, illegally with the internet. There's ways you can make money off your phone. Never leave your crib. So 
it's not even about getting flown out by an athlete. It's just going somewhere, period, or, or being involved in something something you're not like dating somebody. Uh, what's the percentage on that? Everybody's looking for a good time. How can you tell somebody, like, even if they're in a fun city, like, random example, you, you tell somebody from LA who has access to everything, like, yo, I have these two passes to Lollapalooza in Chicago. Do you want to come with me? You know, they, they come to your day, they come kick with your Lollapalooza, they go back to LA, you don't talk to them again. And then you, as a man, you're thinking, like, do I want to be sitting here, like, catering to or, like, taking care of a woman or treating her as a woman that's okay with just going somewhere and doing these things for a fun time. and You know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah. all these kind of things get to go into your head. So it's just like at, at my position right now, like I had my fun. I went through my fun stage. I feel like my, my next phase is going to be something like uh, somewhere I could build or somebody, you know, you, I talked to you guys the other day. I actually broke this down. You guys are like, when you feel like you're running a race and you look over and, and your, your, your partner is helping you pick up that stuff on the way, you know, making the race easier for you. Yeah. That, that's going to be my next situation. I've had so, my fun phase, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, dope. it's things that I'm going to have to deal with because of the nature of the world that we live in right now that's going to have to have me accept whatever is going on. It's almost inevitable that people are looking for a good time these days. So, McKinley, what are you looking for? Like, what what would you say is, <laughs> is um, the type of woman? Because you're, you're 23. You talk about being serious and all that already. So, what what is it that you see as like the ideal woman for you man i, I feel like uh it's an impossible question to answer right now just and, is, with, and does this person exist already i'm trying to get a gauge for where you at because i don't know if you're talking mm-hmm. about a person or this is, this is somebody on like, radar I don't, even, I don't even know like what i like for real you know what i'm saying it's like always been like a character like a personality thing like i've dated a girl that was, you know, like motivated in school, had her job, had internships at the time while we were younger. Cool. But I've also dated a girl who was a bottle service girl at the club, right? And I've also dated a girl that was outside of my race. Wouldn't do that again. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, the nature, the nature of, sorry, Sean, I wasn't even trying to make it. <laughs> you remember that? But, but, but all, all I'm saying is, you sure the travel. I've dabbled in in uh, <laughs> I've dabbled in all You just lost some things. fans, bro. You just lost some fans. <laughs> no, no, okay. and, and I'm not even trying to let me clarify that. Okay, cool. Let me let me say. So during you gotta clean it up, is dating, what it is. No, no, no. During the, during, the, during the time during the time while I was dating, you know, someone that was outside of my race, right? The Trayvon Martin situation happened, right? And oh. I'm upset. I'm, I'm upset overnight. You know, like not able to sleep, and I, I look over and she's snoring. You know what I'm saying? If you're not as outraged, <laughs> as I am, this is real though. If you're not as yeah. outraged as I am, or if you don't feel as comfortable, <laughs> we are looking at these things. And you sit here, and I'm crying, and I'm upset, and I'm telling you I'm fearful. And you go on your timeline, you say, "Dang, this is messed up." It keeps scrolling. We don't share the same anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't share the no, same space. So some real people talk. find that some people find that in somebody in the other race, but from my personal experience. I felt like we didn't relate about anything. You are coming from the the hills of Los Angeles, right? I'm coming from the inner city of Chicago, right? We meet at this spot in Cincinnati. You get what I'm saying? And, and, and things are going on. And we just feel the same based off our different backgrounds. Now, if you come from this space and you feel the same as me, and you're just as outraged as me, and you want to do something about it and, you know, help me develop something within my foundation, whatever the situation is, I'm open to that. But my personal situation is not like that. And I feel like... <laughs> The, the, the socially that that tore me away from. No, no, that's, that's, I'm, I'm that's super funny, past. bro. That's, that's super it funny. is. Keep moving, it is. Keep moving, keep moving, 
keep moving forward with what I was talking about. But I feel like I've dated like all types of girls where like I don't even know what my what my type is, right? And I feel like you know sometimes when I when I found a girl that was you know my my best friend is my dad right here. When I found a girl that was my best friend, that I would be able to move forward. But sometimes it's you're too friendly with a girl, right? So it's just like I don't know what's gonna happen to me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what kind of woman I'm gonna find, and um, I'm just. Field so, right so McKinley, you know, all my advice is going to be coming from you. Know, I'm a Christian, right? So, and I, and okay. I, I want the best for you. And I'm going to tell you my journey and our journey and, and what I would say is the best advice, right? And then you take whatever you want out of that and you do with it what you want. So for me, what I believe uh, in this journey of uh, finding a wife, the first thing is you have to be sure about your relationship with God. You have to decide. Right. So whether it's because uh, you said a few times, like, I, I want to get there. I, I want that. I, you know, that kind of feeling. I really believe that this time of your life, God has you on an awesome path right now. But what I think he wants is you. Right. He wants to get closer to you specifically. And with yeah, I'm that. Not there yet. Yeah. And with that, comes, <laughs> I, I, I hear you. But with that comes an awesome, awesome purpose. It turns what you're trying to do in your city into something that's even bigger than your city. It turns it into something that's that's uh, world changing. Right. And what I think God is trying to tell you is that he wants your heart first. Right. And if he can grab your heart to where you can wake up thinking about him, you could wake up um, talking to him, reading his word getting a little deeper into it and and having people in your life that can challenge you to do that which is what these guys have been for me is they've been constant challenges to say okay go deeper go deeper don't settle for this don't settle for that right if that happens and god grabs you it's going to clarify what he wants for you in that girl because it's going to it's going to clear up all the you won't even have to think about, oh, she's chasing after limelight or, or this person over here success because th- that shouldn't even be an issue for her. Right. If sh- if her heart is on God the same way yours is, it's it's going it's going to be like a crystal clear picture who you're supposed to marry. But if it's so clouded, how, how if it's do, clouded, it's going to be hard to see. You know what I mean, how do people who haven't found God find love then? Mm. That you you can find love. God God is gracious, right? So like God can God can give you blessings even when you don't see Him, right? So it's not like you find God, you find love. The the what I'm trying to tell you is finding God is the the bigger thing, right? And that kind of clarifies the love part, right? So yeah, you can find love even without God, right? Because God God like there's a verse that says God reigns on the just and, and the unjust. Rain falls on everybody, right? Blessings can fall on anybody. But what he really wants for you specifically is to to um, uh, motivate you to to be bigger than your own situation. If you live for yourself, you can accomplish a lot for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you live for him, you can accomplish things that will last forever. And mm-hmm. and I think that's that's really what um, I'm talking about. And that that mm-hmm. bleeds into relationship stuff later. But he has to grab this first. And I feel like from talking to you, I think you're open to it. But I don't know if anybody has uh, kept it real with you what that really, really means, because I can see I can see you grab by God is unstoppable, is unstoppable. Mm. I see it. That's why I'm, I, w- I would never Facts. say all this stuff if I didn't see it. I see it. That's why I'm, I'm mm. appealing to it. So if you feel it at all, race after it. You ain't got to mm. listen to me. Don't listen to Ryan. Don't listen to Jeremiah. Don't listen to everybody watching right now. I'm telling you, I see it in you. Run after it. 
Right. So I got a question for you, McKinley. Oh. Have you ever have you ever dated a girl that was Christian, or has anyone tried to ever like? Did you date somebody who had like a, a spiritual following or like? <laughs> and that's another thing about the time we're living in. I don't feel like everybody that I dated is always like, "Well, I grew up in the church." Like yeah. I grew up in the church. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And my distance between the church came on me playing basketball in tournaments, like slowly not going to church on Sundays because I was playing basketball and I got yeah. myself out of the habit of. And now I'm at a point where it's like. I don't know, like I haven't gotten back into the groove of not saying I'm in, I'm in disbelief or anything, but it's just like a broken habit that never got fixed. And I feel like mm -hmm. that happens with a lot of us these days. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially socially, like we don't think Sunday morning, let's get up and go to church. We think of like what day party is going on right now. You know what I'm right. saying? So yeah. it's like, mm. um, at, at this point, it, it's just a, a weird time that like I'm being raised in or that I was just raised in or I'm becoming a man. And it's just like everything around us is different. You know, there's so many other distractions. There's so much access to not even people, but like events, right? Stuff that seems more fun than church may seem to somebody who doesn't have church in their regularly scheduled, you know, Sunday schedule. And so um, to answer that question, like I've dated a girl who was Christian or was raised in the church, but I don't think I've ever dated a girl who said we can't go out Saturday night because I have to get up in the morning and go to church. Mm, oh, wow. And that's just, and that's just me being real. Yeah. I think, I think what I'm talking about is not necessarily, um, Hey, go to church, McKinley. Like that that's a different kind of thing. I'm talking about um a real heartfelt God, I see you, you see me. I'm gonna live for you instead of me relationship with God. That's that's the church stuff comes that out of that. All that stuff comes out of that. I'm talking about just just your heart. That's all I care about right now. Is that that um I'll just tell you when when it happened for me, you feel like this weight. That you don't really, you kind of know it's there, but you don't really, really know it's there. But when that weight comes off of you and you start to really be like, man, God loves me, man. Like, and I, I want to do what he wants me to do. It's like you come alive inside. Like the same passion you have right now, it's like times 100. You go super saiyan. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, I can't, I can't describe it to you. And I feel like you close to it. You know what I mean? Like you super close to it. And I, I know for a fact when I, when I, that hit for me. Finding a wife, finding my purpose, my career, all that kind of stuff was a result of that. I, I, I literally prayed. I was like, God, I see the people around me and how they live in. I can tell that that's not exactly what you had in mind. Right. Make me into what you really have in mind. That was the prayer. I was by myself. I wasn't at church. Nobody was telling me to say nothing. I was just it was just me. And I and I, I was noticing that the people that were in my circle, the people around me, they they were living kind of like a double life, right? Where they, they would be one way in this crew, and then when they were around another set of people, they were a totally different way. And I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to be consistent. I wanted to be really real, right? And when I prayed that prayer, God just switched everything on the inside of me. It was like, okay, you you really want to be legit? You want to be legit for real, for real? Okay. And and it didn't get easier, it got harder. It got harder because that changed from kind of being a so-so God follower. So-so, I, I love God kind of, you know, I'm cool. I'll do I'll do what everybody else does. But deep down, I love God to being like, no, no, no. I'm serious about this. This is what this is what I'm about. That's a hard transition because ain't nobody going to help you do it because they you know nobody really wants to do it. You know what I mean? What I learned about this conversation is that, like, I want something, but I'm trying to skip the steps almost, you know, it's almost yeah. like mm. I see things are like, and just like access, we talk about access. Like I see happy couples, right. I see like, you know, we can use anybody, for example, that looks happy on the internet or, you know, but yeah. the Obamas, like, but we don't, yeah, 
for sure. But we don't, we don't, but we don't, oftentimes we don't think about the, you know, Obama and Michelle staying at, you know, her, her mom's house while Obama was even like running for political office. I guess. So it's like, I, I see some, just like people post money and stuff on the internet or post nice cars. I'm like, I want that too. But I don't ever see like the, the grind and stuff for it. Yeah. So it, it makes sense what you're saying about, you know, finding, you know, God. Um, to help me lead to, to what I need. And I feel like God can lead me to a lot of other things. So, you know, me being 23, yeah. like, I'm not perfect. I, I make a lot of mistakes, right? And it's not even just mistakes with my nonprofit, like mistakes in my personal life, mistakes in my relationships, whatever the situation is. And I feel like I'm happy we just hopped on this because I feel like I that could be my crutch, right? That could be my thing to, to lead me to to, to the, be, the best person, the best, best version of me. Yeah, so simple. it's a simple start for me. I'll just tell you my journey. Simple start is making asking, like asking that same prayer, like, hey, God, whatever you want me to be, make me into that. I don't want to be what the, the pastor says or what Sean says or whoever says. I want to be exactly who you want me to be. And when that mm-hmm. prayer, like, kicks in, because he's going to be like, oh, for real? You, you sure? You, you, you serious about that? Once it kicks in, you're going you're gonna to see the change. It's going to be like, oh, man, I didn't, I didn't know... I wasn't really seeing God the right way. I didn't, I, w- I didn't really know that the people around me weren't really seeing God the right way. And But once it kicks in and you start living for God, for real, for real, I mean, I can't explain the kind of clarity and power it adds to your life. And I want that for you so bad because I, I feel like you want that. And um, I, I, yeah, all of this, all like of that, this comes that is, out of that. No, sorry, I feel like that. that I feel like in my mind, that is what's stopping me from going to the next level, like a solid woman. And we were on the last interview. I'm like, thinking of like the woman I've been involved with or whatever, like have I missed out on her? Have I not paid attention to her? So I asked you guys, like, how did you know you found the one? Like, what did yeah. she do or what did you feel? You know what I'm saying? When, when you felt like you found the one and I took notes of that stuff and I'm almost like singing through every woman I come by, even shaking their hand, like, do I feel like this woman can help this race be easier for me? Or, you know, Sean, <laughs> you were telling me like, when she does, th- does things like for herself, not for the attention of other people or not for the attention of you, but things for herself. Like, okay, could I see, is this girl like, you know, picking up this tab at dinner right now to show that, you know, she she's doing this for me or that, like, I deserve something different or she just really that kind of person. You know, so just you guys got me in a deep. I, I want you I want you to replay this in 10 years, because what I believe is your wife, whether she knows it or not, your wife mm-hmm. is waiting for you to figure this part out. Mm. If you figure yeah, this man. out in 10 years, you're going to look back and be like, man, I, I thank God I prayed that prayer. And ask God to really change change my outlook because she's gonna benefit from you doing that. She's waiting on you to get this, mm-hmm. and it may not even be tomorrow. It may be a couple years down the road. I mean, that was for my my life. My wife wasn't anywhere near me when I started praying for this. But then ten years later, it's like, okay, that's why that had to happen because I needed to be ready for her. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is preparation yeah, time. Been, this is preparation been, time. Yeah. <laughs> I pray that McKinley, I pray that you find somebody who's just as passionate about nonprofit work yeah. and being an activist as you are. Uh, and that's probably that may be where you meet her. You know, you may meet her along the journey of saying, man, we're fighting for the same things. We want the same things. We can be better together, you know, and that's really yeah. a, a good a good way to look at it. But I got a silly question for you. With with everything right now in COVID, man, are you gonna get the number with the mask on? You gonna trust the eyes? Or are you just gonna <laughs> let it pass? Look for our own social media later. <laughs> What's crazy is um, lately I found myself in a lot more DMs than, than what I was when I didn't have to wear a mask. <laughs> so social social gatherings are you know have have been limited, so you're not out like engaging and, and meeting people and just you know with me like. 
trying to work on myself right now. Like I'm not drinking as much, you know, drinking gives you like liquid courage, right? So you can go up and talk to somebody and stuff like that. So, you know, I've been, I've been DMing people like, yo, like that's a nice, that's a nice picture you can put up or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So the, 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 the mask thing hasn't, hasn't affected my game too much, but, when social gatherings regroup, uh, I'll, I'll circle back and I'll give you that. that All answer. right, we'll, we'll, we'll chat. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it, man. <laughs> All right, let's get back into it. I'm not even ready to switch. This has been so good. Hold on. Give me a second. We're going to get up. back into something in a second because um, this, this has been really fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, yeah, let's, let's get back into it now. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Shantana, <laughs> DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. You are listening to the track stars with Shantana, Ryan Righteous, and DJ Jeremiah. Right now you're in the field with the track stars. Track stars. Hey, what's good? It's your boy, David Gay, he track stars, music artist. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right. Make sure that you are going to trackstarswithaz.com. Looking for the merch, man. We've got track stars t-shirts available for you. We've got hats. We've got coffee mugs. You name it. So make sure you go to trackstarswithaz.com. Go to the merch section. Support our brand, man. Make sure you grab some of that track stars gear today. All right. So we we were gonna do a uh, a dissect of uh, WAP, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we we don't think we could today, do the Satan. dissect because uh, ain't no clean today. words in that song. Apparently, I've never heard it. I've never seen the video. I haven't heard. I it. didn't even know about it till today. And I, I know what it's a. I know what it means because uh, uh, me and Praise my wife watch Dish Dish Nation uh, every day. But um, but yeah, we can't uh, dissect that song. Um, but it's been funny because a lot of people have been talking about it because um people were saying it means um worship and praise. Um praise and worship. Worship and worship and praise. And uh and pastors have been getting, getting fooled with that. Um but I wanted to since we still got McKinley here, since we were gonna talk about hip hop, I wanted to know because Jeremiah before the show started was asking him like the the top 
what was it? The Mount Rushmore of every, Mount Rushmore, yeah, decade, of every decade of hip hop. Yeah. He's like, yo, I can only go back so far. So I want to know what your Mount Rushmore of right now is, like the 2010s to 2020. I have like me being a Chicago kid, I have like a a, a bias. You know what I'm saying? Just I, as much as I want to, like with him being my friend and everything. And I, he's my favorite personal rapper. I want to throw G Herbo up there. Oh, really? Um, you know but, G Herbo? Yeah, I, I, I know G Herbo. He's a good dude. But uh-huh. um, just to not, you know, make anybody uh, upset, I want to be more <laughs> non-biased. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm going to go with, um, I really like Meek a lot, right? I really like Meek. Okay. Um, I really like Drake. Um, and I, I said this, you know, prior to us hopping on that, like, I don't think Future's music is, is timeless. And I haven't heard, like, a great Future song recently. But, like, Numbers don't lie. Future got a lot of hits in this last ten years. So you got to so put him on there, even though you I, think it's I, not. I, yeah, I got to put. I got to put Future up there and Young Thug. And I know people are gonna be like, "This is a little boy. This boy putting, you know, <laughs> Thug up there. Before he putting Kendrick and he putting J Cole and he's not woke and I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying. You being honest, man. All the criti- be all honest, criticism bro. already. And I know what's coming. I know what's coming. So so I'm, okay. So so you said you said Drake. Future, right. Future Young Meek. Thug, and Meek Mill. And Meek Mill. That's for the 2010s. All right, so so reach back because you was young. What about the 2000s? Who would you say was at the Mount Rushmore of the 2000s? J, Yay, 50. I don't like Eminem that much, bro. I don't want to say Eminem. I don't you like Eminem. Got, you got to say Okay, what's the, what's the deal with Yo, people? Like, these kids don't like Eminem, bro. Eminem all of a sudden. Like, they don't like Eminem, bro. Like, I, I don't know. I understand. He, he say some cool stuff. And, but it's just like the same thing. Like, I, I want to hear, like, hits. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. like Cole and, and, uh, and Kendrick, they got some hits. But the rest of that stuff is real. Like, I'm, I got to be in the mood for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can put on any 50 song club, car, barbecue, when you hear like this. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. can't do that with, with So it's with, all with, it's all vibes. Yeah. yeah. It's all it's all so uh I feel like my fourth one, um, I don't know, Dave, help me. Uh, I need some help. I need some help. <laughs> give me give him some, Jeremiah. Who who's who's up there? Um for the two thousands, we Lil just Wayne. Say- Wayne. Wayne. Oh Wayne. my God. What's wrong with me? Wayne. <laughs> okay. Wayne. All right. All right. Wayne. Wayne. Okay. So Wayne, J, Yay, and 50. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's solid. Yeah, so man. I'm going to stretch you. I'm going to stretch you. I don't know it. The 90s. That, <laughs> the 90s. Just your wild, just a wild swing in the dark. You know, too, in the 90s, they will go up there. I mean, uh, yeah. Pac and Biggie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pac and Biggie. Um, Nas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, are you doing this from experience or just what you heard? So I just now recently, I want to say even within the last couple of weeks, got on this Nas wave. And it was honestly because I went into a shoe store and they were playing Illmatic. And I'm like, I know like the oh. words or whatever, but they were like, yo, like this is his first album. He was 17. Even everything is perfect up to the cover art. Like, you know, he was yeah. so woke at 17, whatever. And I'm like, listen, so I'm like, this is impressive for a 17 year old. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you know. say Nas, uh, Pac, Biggie, and 
Ooh, I was born in 97, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> These people are already dead. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the boss NWA. Oh, that's kind of late, late 80s, early, early. I don't know. I would say Snoop. I, I Let's help say him out. No, he said, yeah, he said NWA, said so Ice Cube. Cube. Ice, Cube. Right. Ice, Ice Cube. Cube. Cube is who, yeah. His, his I only know like one, two Ice Cube songs for real. That's okay. That's all right. He was he was started making movies. You know what I'm saying? He kind of got away. He was probably laughing at the NWA comment, but y'all, I don't know for real. I I I asked you to stretch, and you did. So I appreciate it. You did good. So I I want to contrast your list with with our OG hip hop head Jeremiah. I want you to start in the '90s. Oh OG, and move forward and see see if we have the overlap. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say we started in the '90s, of course, Tupac and Biggie. Um, yeah. I will say Snoop. I always say this. I think Snoop Dogg had one of the most um, anticipating albums of all time when his debut really, yeah, album was good. It was like good. it's out of between mm-hmm. him and Cube, like having those debuts. Because I'm once Cube left NWA, everybody was like, "Yo, what's up with America's Most Wanted?" Um, so I, but I know Snoop was like after Dr. Dre album, everybody was looking at to for a Snoop album. So I'm gonna say. Biggie, Tupac, Snoop, and Nas. And I'm going to say Nas because Nas was another one that people were looking for Illmatic once he dropped his um, Live at the Barbecue album. Mm. Okay, so the overlap between you two is Biggie, Nas, and Tupac. Mm-hmm. So that's consistent. So now I'm going I'm to show you, McKinley, how different Ryan is. Ryan Uh-oh. is from the South, <laughs> all right? So I want to know, <laughs> Ryan... Wait, 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 wait. I got to finish Jeremiah. My bad. My bad. Do your 2000 list. Wait, wait, wait. Can I say something? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I almost feel disrespectful leaving T.I. out of, out of the 2000s. So. Mm. Here you go. I was going to say that. You don't feel disrespected. You tell the truth. Right. <laughs> I was going to say that. All right, I'm so. serious? Like, which which album? How much do you know about it? Just the hits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So 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 your generation is that wait wait hold on. Is your generation is that is this just it's like give me it it's, it's hit basis. Body work? Yeah. I mean like I'm not gonna lie, like I feel like Bryson Tiller, random guy we, we haven't talked about, right? Yeah. It's not hip hop, but like a, a a flawless no skip body of work. I feel like Frank Ocean's channel orange, like yeah. no yeah. skip, you know, a body of work and things like that. So I feel like uh there are some albums that are are no skips that I'm like are really good, but they're they're not that many rap albums. You, got, you kind of like. an R and B head. You kind of an R and B head, low key. You you mentioned yeah, a yeah. lot of R and B. When I'm when I'm here, when I'm in here, do you want you wait for that, wait, wait, for that wife? Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. but that vibe that y'all, the vibe that people always talk about is always like almost. Singy, yeah, it's like a mix of R and B and hip hop. Yeah, yeah, it's never so like this strong hip hop. So I'm gonna surprise y'all if we're gonna okay. go decade to decade. No, so, so, 90s, so Ryan, just do your 90s because I want I want to get 90s. everybody's all the way back up to to now. Okay, okay, so go do so Ryan, 90s, do your 90s. So 90s is Tupac, Biggie, Lauren Hill, Nas. Okay, for you, bringing you the women personally. In yeah, wait a minute, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, you didn't like the you personally. I did. So, so Wait, you're telling Hill me just drop one album? Well, yeah. it was a, it was amazing. But it was my and, <laughs> and she, she was like, on Wait the Fugees. Me on this. She was on the Fugees, right? So that was you know that was some yeah. hits. Um, yeah. But Ryan, I want to drill down because I don't believe you. So you're telling me that those are your personal favorites from the '90s? 
So I didn't listen to Southern rappers in the 90s because I was into the bass music. So I listened to the So So Deaf bass all-stars and I listened to 95 South and I listened to... Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's who I was into. <laughs> uh, Kilo. Kilo Ali. Um, you know, so I was I was different. So I wouldn't put any of those guys on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> okay, so you just you just you just tipping your hat to the to the people that were hot in the nineties. Now, my southern hip hop exposure was Dungeon Family. That was my southern hip hop exposure for the very first time when I got to high school and I could ride with my friends and and listen to music outside of my parents' house. My dad was not going for hip hop in the house, yo. He was not going for that. He was not. So um, I had to kind of like wait until I got to my friends' houses, and you know they listened to more stuff, and so um, yeah. But that but why, was it. But, but why put Tupac? Be- Are you just saying it because that's what everybody else? No, 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 no. Because I actually went back and did Tupac and Biggie. That that was a thing when we got older. Like you know, after they died, of course, even up until before they died, they were still staples in the music. So that was okay. all you ever heard. So you said Tupac, Biggie, who else? Lauren Hill and Nas. Mm, so those three are still consistent um i don't know where to put certain people because to me um i would have to say tupac and biggie for the 90s um man that's really difficult um i like i'm a i'm gonna do lauren hill because there's some people that could fit in the 90s but i'm gonna move them to the 2000s just exactly yeah me too um and for the 90s for me it might honestly method man might crack that um okay that's a different look um, no three stacks no i put him in the 2000s <laughs> he's in the 2000s for sure i moved Why? him to the 2000s just because because but majority of the albums was in the you're 90s. right you're right but yeah. i just want to give him more respect to that because if, if i if i put him in the 90s that means that i feel like i'm gonna leave him in the I, i'm gonna put him in the the generation i actually was like paying attention well you know what i take that back because i was a big outcast fan in ninth tenth grade so that i'll i'll say You're i can't put them both the of 90s? them i can't put both of them on the um mount rushmore but if i had to take one off i'd probably take off Nas and put uh um i'm not andre. you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this because this is my list i'm putting andre in both decades i'm putting andre in the 90s Dang. and the 2000s okay i love that so mad so- respect but so he stopped in the three thousand. Andre, um, Lauren, <laughs> Biggie, and Pop for the nineties for me. All yeah. right, so do your two thousands list, Jeremiah. All right, so I'm going to say Eminem, um, Jay Z. Even though he, I mean, he came in late. He could 90s, go in both decades too. Yeah, too. Yeah. Um, Jay Z, M, Kanye. I always think Kanye is the glitch in the Matrix. Like it's. He changed everything, bro. Like it's it's one of those things when like like the guys that were hot in the 2010s is because of yeah, some of them guys are that's a guy to me. But um Kanye, J M, and um I don't know, like I, I would have to say like I would say fifth 50s impact was ridiculous. So your your list is the same as McKinley's list. I said Eminem. It's an Eminem. <laughs> but it's close. Your lists are pretty close okay. so far. All right, okay. that's yeah. good. That's good. Okay. What about you, Ryan? All right. So for the two thousands, it's uh, it's um, Andre, uh, Ti. Got it. Got to put Ti in there. Um, Jay Z, and let me think of another. Um, ooh, 
man. Uh, two thousands, two thousands. Um, babe, you're right. I'm sorry, I'll, Wayne. I gotta do Wayne. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm, I'm I go with Wayne. Wayne. I go with Wayne. I love Wayne. Who that you was taking Wayne. off for Wayne, Jeremiah? Fifty. I'll take fifty off. Mm, okay. This is hard for me because I'm gonna have to leave somebody off that I, I think deserves it. Um, but for me, it's M. Andre three thousand. Jay Z, and then my last, my last one is really a toss between Kanye and Lil Wayne. Kanye mm. is, is my all-time probably top two favorite artists if you combine everything he's done. But you don't think Wayne had more hits and impact than Eminem? Uh not at that time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not at that time. Think about early two thousands. He can't. He was like. <laughs> 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 he was like, he was I didn't see the, I didn't see, I didn't you see was alive. You know I mean? Rapping no Eminem song. I didn't see no kids. Bro, I'm telling That's you, man. That's because your parents weren't into it. <laughs> eight mile. Bro, I, I know you miss, you miss Eminem, the Eminem time. Eminem time was like, what, 99 <laughs> to 2005 was like the hot, yeah. hot Eminem time, right? Yeah. Eminem was killing everything, bro. So Kanye was like from 2004, 2005 for the rest of the time, right? Yeah. So Kanye is up there, up there for me. But those five, I don't know if I could leave off any of those five. To me, all five of them were at the top, top, top of my list consistently. Yeah. So those, I, I have to put a fifth, like like Trump's trying to do with the Mount Rush. I got to put a fifth face on there. So those five are mine. <laughs> That's Trump's five. trying to do. All right, so all right, let's 2010s. get... 2010s. This is the hard yeah, one. All I'm right. waiting on this 2010s. 2010s. All right. Remind, remind us of your list again, McKinley, for, for 2010s, because this is the one that matters. Drake. Drake. Young Thug. Future. I know you was waiting on the Thug one. Future. <laughs> Future. And thug. Meek Mill. And Meek Mill. Okay. All right. Jeremiah. Um, Drake. Oh, wait, Kendrick. real quick. I got to tip my hat to Lupe. You're right. Steven, you're right. Lupe was like close, like number six. But yeah, go ahead. Fell. But I would say, okay, Drake, Kendrick, Cole, and it's going to be a shocker for y'all. Nicki Minaj. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nicki no. was killing it, man. She was killing it. She dominated for mm-hmm. a while. So you're you're leaning pop. early 2010s. He's I'm going I, I had a Nicki Minaj face. I was, I was, I was face. To Nicki Oh, you Minaj was a bar? I was listening to Nicki Minaj in my headphones in my car, but I don't think I was listening to her more than any other. I don't know, man. This is all. No, crazy. and the reason why I, I said that, because honestly, that fourth spot can go to Sean, can go to Wale, can go to um, Meek, like you said, can go are to you, so many. So Jeremiah, many other are you people. doing? Are you doing best artists? Or are you doing your personal Mount Rushmore, like the ones? That uh, I'm doing. You the most? I'm doing people who had impact because to me, well, I want to know. I want to know who had impact yeah. on you. Your oh, on bro. me. Oh, okay, okay. Well, okay. Then Nikki got oh. to come off that list. Then um, I got to go back and put Lil John on there. So, um, <laughs> if we're gonna do me for 2010, <laughs> I probably <laughs> would. Then I probably would say Drake, Kendrick, Cole, and then for me. I'm trying to figure out who else in the 2010. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. No, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not, 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 no. For, not for us. Um, um, Ross got hits. Yeah, he does. Uh, he, he does. Got hits. He, he got, got hits. hits. Uh, probably Craden. Craven probably. 
Lecrae is in your top. Your top. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, For twenty ten. So 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 I think that's that's where we're gonna part ways, right? Because I think a lot of people. A lot of people on this this uh, call the, uh, watching on on YouTube, I think Lecrae is in their their top four because Lecrae had a ton of impact on a lot of us, a lot of yeah. us. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's a, I that's thought a you were just talking about impact in the culture. I didn't think you were talking about personally. So you talking I, I, about in the but culture? I'm, I'm asking. Like, I'm asking you. So I think your personal impact has to weigh into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. has to. It's something about that. It, it has to be authentic to you. That's why I was challenging Ryan. About Biggie Tupac, because I don't think Biggie and Tupac had any impact on Ryan in the night. They did. They definitely did. Okay. They so Ryan, did. two tens. Ooh. Okay. Um. You know, it, it's sad you can't put whole groups on there. Um. But let's see. Okay. So twenty tens. I definitely would say Drake. Um. But for me, like personally, I have to say. Um. The uh, I have to say. Um. Atlanta music, period, man. Like, so I have to, I have to say, Lil John, and here's why I say Lil John. In the right? 2010s, the 2010s, yeah. Oh, 2010s, 2010s, 2010s. Okay, okay, okay. Wait a minute, did I do the 2000s already? I didn't. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Okay, so 2010s. All right, all right, all right. So for the 2010s, for me, it's still uh, Drake. Um, it's Lecrae. Uh, who else was like really impactful in music? Um, oh man, uh, I gotta give it to somebody else in the south, man. Um, dang, who could I oh, give it to? Young Thug, you could do a Young Thug, definitely. nah, nah, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> um, definitely not, that, bro. <laughs> um, you know what? This, this is you where the generational gap is coming in. I'm going I'm, I'm to go ahead and I'm going to send y'all a playlist, right? That's what I'm yeah. going to do. And y'all sit here, y'all listen to all these hits, right? And y'all sit back. <laughs> he calls them back. hits. Well, he calls them hits. We I'm gonna call tell them you, I'm going to tell you why your list is not connecting with us. Because Young Thug, for our generation, Young Thug did not connect with us. Um, Meek Mill didn't really connect with us. Not as a superstar. Like oh, I think nah. people think he's good, but... For us, Meek Mill was never a superstar. Well, I, I think. Uh, well, I will say this. I think for 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 our from generation millennial generation, I think Meek had moments, but I don't he had think moments. But like, I don't think we ever saw yeah. him as a superstar. Yeah. Has anybody seen the He's Memphis Meek Bleak. documentary? Yeah, yeah. No, what he see the thing is, I think what people perceive is we talking about like he's not good as a, we're not saying he's not good or what he's doing for the community is not, is, we're not negating those things. We're just saying as like in your face or like impacting us, it's okay. But then also to me, it's like, he starts off the, the 2010s, like with Tupac's back and I'm that dude and we going to get it. And amen. And all this other stuff. And then his troubles happen. Then it dips. And then he comes back with more of Martin, what he called himself, Meek Luther King. Like, it's like two dynamics of who he is. So it's nothing like that can catch you. Like, I don't, to me, and this is just me saying this, I don't think for our generation that he may have a classic album like Drake, Kendrick, or Cole. Yeah, Meek, Meek never cracked. I, from the people I know, Meek never cracked, like, anybody that I would consider the greatest of all time. Um, Rick Ross never cracked that for our generation either. Um I'm trying to think of any the people who cracked it was Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole. Those are the ones that for for us growing up in the nineties, 
they rose to the level of excellence that 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 yeah. catered to our ears. Um, I'm about to say something that's gonna get everybody to log off. Is that ready? <laughs> Go ahead. He's everybody to log off. I got Drake over Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh snap! Let me get you off of here, bro. So that was McKinley. Um, Swish. <laughs> Drake over oh, Michael Jackson. No. Are you kidding me? Oh, Drake out. Your parents Drake did out. something wrong when you were born. Well, thank you for helping me f- figure out what I'm going to put at the top of this video. That would make it real easy. Drake got more hits than anybody. And what's crazy about this is Michael Jackson got like a 35-year catalog of music. Drake got 10. You think you think Drake has more you hits really than, think Drake than is, Michael dude, Jackson? Better than Michael media. Jackson? Social media has you know, Drake they, out. You you think should, LeBron? You think LeBron's better than Jordan that. too? Don't you? <laughs> tell me, tell me, LeBron's better than Jordan being in Chicago, sitting there right now. You think he is? You think he is? I knew it. I knew it. Might as well get shut down. You in Chicago, bro? LeBron has done a lot for the foundation. No, did you watch Last Chance? Last Dance. Last Dance. I watched it. I'm not gonna answer that question right now. Okay, we'll we'll do the sports another day. We'll do sports another day. Um, all right. So wait, wait, wait. Okay, that's why I keep saying. Okay, real quick. That's why I keep going back because your generation always is on. Numbers and hits. I I, I have a conversation with this job about stuff like this. Are we ta- oh wait oh, wait a minute hold on. Are we taking like, the personal stuff out of the music? Like the personal? Can we only talk about music? Oh, you would. You, I'm guessing you, that's what we're saying. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, what are you so, referring to? You talking about Michael Jackson's <laughs> personal stuff? No, 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 no. <laughs> I feel like R. Kelly got more hits than Michael Jackson too. Oh hey! no! Well, 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 R. Kelly wrote some stuff for Michael Jackson. You're not alone. And he got his hits of his own. R. Kelly okay. got hits. Hits. Let me right. let me explain this because I, I'll the, give you I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass because <laughs> you weren't around for the Michael Jackson stuff. Like if you were there, Have you, you wouldn't be saying none of this. I promise. Passed you. out. In R-, R. Kelly ambulances? R. Kelly R. Kelly is dope. Like super dope. Musically, he had super super hits. R. Kelly didn't scratch the surface of Michael Jackson's success. Yeah, not even, not even touch it. No, he he's was, not nowhere near the bigger entertainer or a mega icon. Nothing like that. No, 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 no. The songs, R. Kelly got songs. He hits, got songs. A lot of, a lot but of. Them. And, he ain't got no thriller. And if, not, and if he don't got more than Michael Jackson, he's close. He ain't got no. And and you got to understand when we say Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson ain't just. Uh, thriller and stuff like Michael Jackson was a kid when we met. <laughs> like, you know I mean? yeah, Michael Jackson I been doing this for a, years. Way more years of music. R. Kelly's catalog is crazy. Okay, all right, I'm gonna crazy. give you a pass on that one. Um, Drake versus Michael Jackson. That's nuts. I've never heard that. We gonna have to do a, a line for line. <laughs> we have to do a line for line with Drake and Michael Jackson because underground line for line. That's crazy. I don't that's want crazy. people. I don't want people to hear my opinions and distract them from what the work you're doing. In the yeah, the work you're doing in the community. It's about Chicago. Like, think, forgive, forgive the opinions. Now, I'm not. You know, this is just my opinion. Of me being 23. I don't want y'all to be distracted or unfollow if y'all follow. Y'all don't get distracted or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? All I was saying was, yeah, that's in dope. My eyes, you know. So, so I want to hear Ryan's 2010 list because I think this is torture for him. You got yeah, anybody? Because think about Ryan. Ryan hates Kendrick. 
He hates. He hates. Yeah. Uh, he don't like J. Cole. <laughs> he don't like none of so the people. My list is gonna have to go back to uh, putting more people on. Like Drake. Drake goes on there. Lil Wayne goes on there. The I just 2010s? pulled up a list of the. Yeah, the two thousand tens. I just Wayne. pulled up. Yeah, Lil I just Wayne pulled died up. Off. Like two thousand ten? No, he didn't. Lil Wayne. I mean, he did the Carter four, and then he got into legal trouble. He didn't release music for like a couple years. I was still, I was, according well, he to this, crossover too. Yeah, I think he's a crossover. Lil, a crossover. Lil Wayne is like the Kobe of rap because his gener- his time was the 2000s and he bled into like 2012, 13, but then yeah. it was Ghost after that. So yeah. it's hard to put him on that list. Well, you're talking about for me though, right? I'm not talking about, I'm not, I'm talking about the influence for me. You know that I've been in Christian hip hop since 2000. So tell the, tell the truth then. No, who you like? So yeah, who you really think is up there then? I mean, for me, it's like on my Mount Rushmore for the 2010s, it's got to be Lecrae. It's got to be um, uh, Andy. Yeah, it's got to be people like that on my list. KB and is then, definitely on your, your of Mount course, Rushmore. KB. So that's, for me, I think my whole 2010s list is nothing but Christian hip hop. Wow. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Mine Mine is simple. It's, it's Drake. It's Kendrick. Um... I can't put Cole there yet. Not for me personally. He's good, but not 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 my personal what? favorite. Um, oh, that's okay. Not my personal favorite. Um, who else? Uh, Drake, Kendrick. Um, I, I have my list already, and I for, I'm forgetting everybody. Who who else y'all say? Future me. No, they're not <laughs> nowhere near my list, bro. <laughs> nowhere near it, bro. Um, what about Big Sean? Nah, not on no Mount Rushmore. He's good. I like him, but not on no Mount Rushmore. I think Kanye is still on the 2010 list. Yeah, when did my beautiful dark twist of fantasy come out? When it was 808s in the was when was 808s? That was late 2000s. That's in the old one. I still think it's yeah. Kanye for this decade too. Um, what's the last one? The last one is and I'm blanking out. Who else this- is that? I pulled up a list that said the top 25 hip-hop artists of decade 2010 to 2019. Number one, Drake. Number two, Post Malone. Number three, Nicki Minaj. Number four, Eminem. Number five, Kendrick Lamar. Number six, Lil Wayne. Number seven, Travis Scott. Number eight, Cardi B. Number nine, Future. Number 10, Jay-Z. Number 11, J. Cole. Number 12, Pitbull. Number 13, Flowrider. Number 14, Kanye West. Number 15, Wiz Khalifa. Number 16, Migos. Number 17, I don't know who they are. Uh, Extension, uh, number 19, Juice World. Number 20, Fetty Wap. Number 21. I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll put one Yo. of the newer. I'll put one of the newer guys on there that I think would have been Mount Rushmore if he was still alive, and that's that's Triple X. I think his music was like the perfect combination of what's the the change in hip hop, um, and it, it it combined all of that R and B stuff in there too. A little bit like poppy R&B stuff. I think X could have been that dude if he was still alive. So I'll put Y'all him. lost me at Post Malone. Yeah, Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> he was reading a list. I think Billboard did their top 25. Dead. The fact that Flo Rider, number 25. The fact that Flo Rider and Pitbull are on that list. And they yeah, do, you know, Billboard does stuff by sales. And, uh, sales, yeah, but that and, don't. Yeah, and charting. So, so... So oh, we were pretty so so we were pretty close as a crew in the 90s 2010s to the uh, 2000s 2010s we diverted Meek Mill, Young Thug, Future, uh who else you say? Drake. 
Uh, so the only person in common on our 2010s list is Drake. Yeah. For a reason. That's, that's to crazy. Tell that's that's how good that kid is. <laughs> yeah. That's how good he is. Is that he he spans all the decades. He knows how to keep everybody happy. That's crazy. That's all right. Crazy. Uh, Drake is that dude. So now we have to do, figure out if Drake is better than Mike. No, we don't have to figure that out. Oh, we should do. You know, we should do. We should do one of those verses things. I got all my great hits. Y'all pull up y'all Michael Jackson. Hits. Well, that's the well, next thing we got well, going okay, on. Okay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We gonna we gonna introduce you to something real quick. All right, uh, let's do this. Yeah, let's 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 get back into it real quick. You you got me so distracted today. I ain't even got stuff queued up. Um, <laughs> Michael Jackson Drake thing just, just threw yeah, me I'm all sick. the way I'm, my chair is falling back. Like they, they, oh, McKinley, real quick. They said Drake don't even got a classic album. Michael Jackson got like two to three classic albums. Drake oh. has never put out an album where he missed. Ain't no song on there. No, I'm not saying. Don't. I'm not saying he didn't miss, but I'm saying classic. Like, 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 like. I, some people don't even think Drake has a classic album. Like That's Thriller. It. They're tripping. We'll have They're to come tripping. back and do this because we, we have to settle this. Um, you're in the <laughs> with the track stars, Ryan Reiter, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. All right, man, this is DJ Jeremiah, the track stars. You know what you can do for us? You can go to iTunes right now and subscribe to our podcast. We need you like never before to subscribe to the podcast. While you're there, give us a nice review. Give us a five-star rating. Help us out. Tell other people to go do the exact same thing. This is DJ Jeremiah, the track stars. Thank you for doing that. Back to the show. Yo, what's going on, Track Stars Universe? This is your man, Ryan Reichers. I got an awesome opportunity for you artists out there. It's called the Track Stars Music Submission. You can go to trackstars.com with a Z. Look at the top of the page, and you can submit your music to us for free. That's right. They always say nothing's ever free, but with Track Stars, it is. Make sure you go take advantage of that. We can put your music up on the Track Stars Leaks page, and it can also have an opportunity to get distributed to our radio partners as well. Make sure you go to Track stars with a z.com today all right yo hey guys this is miracle from track stars i wanted to make sure you all know all about the official track stars universe if you'd like a free track stars t-shirt free merch discounts exclusive content and direct access to your favorite radio host then this is for you make sure to check out trackstars.com forward slash official again that's trackstars.com Forward slash official. You're in the field with the track stars, running with the track stars. Track, tracking with the track stars in the track stars universe. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Stay on track with us. This your man Brinson God Chases Entertainment. Buckle your seat belts for line for line. Vote Christian though. Yeah. 
Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right, make sure you download the Track Stars podcast on Apple iTunes. It's available. We do a new show every Monday, dropping for you. Make sure you go, leave us a comment. Make sure you uh, check us out on YouTube and also on Twitter and Instagram at Track Stars. All right. All right, man. It's Lon Falon time. Um, y'all want us to y'all tell McKinley what Lon Falon is about? So McKinley in the break mentioned verses. Like, yo, we should do a verses with uh, uh, Mike and uh, Drake. So we we've actually had our own segment since what two thousand nine it's yeah. called line for line so we've been trying to expose people to Christian hip hop since since way before that but we came up with a segment where and actually you know what's crazy our very first line for line was R Kelly versus this dude named um uh, Can Jones. Jones so we know about R Kelly all right we know we know he got hits but <laughs> you got you got a, a rap sheet too but. Um, we, we, um, we, we, I'm killing Chicago today. He don't even know I'm from Chicago, but, um, uh, so, so we, we've been doing this since then. Right. So what it is, is basically we do song for song, kind of like how versus does we do song for song. And we try to see if is the Christian artist up to the level of the mainstream artists yet, or are they better? And it's up to us. And we vote each round and then we figure out who the winner is. But we've been doing this for what? 15 years. So. This is line for line. Go ahead, Jeremiah. All right, man. So you do have a toss-up. We have six rounds, 30-second clips of um, bars. Clip. If you like the clip over the other clip, you um, say it. You vote for that person. If you feel like, uh, I don't like both of them, or they both was too good to pick, you use your toss. But you have one toss-up. One toss-up. All right, so let's go. Um, let's get it. We're actually going to the Midwest, because I remember last week, Sean said you wanted to do the Midwest. So we're going to do... Um, Saba from Chicago versus um, Jay Crumb. Um, this guy from Detroit. He's actually um, right now living in the Midwest. But yeah, here we go. The views and opinions of Track Stars, Track Stars Universe, not the views and opinions of the artists, label producer, and others. If you feel offended by this, please press stop now. If you've never heard of the mainstream artists, think about checking them out. Please press stop now. We try not to do the same artists over and over. If you're the only person who listens to Christian stuff and this ain't your cup of tea, we understand topics, interviews we got. We are not copying any other battle format. We've been doing this for a couple years, 2000s. Jay Crumb is not the Christian version of anybody. It's just a bit. All right, so here we go. We're going to start off with Jay Crumb first. This is called Lost and Found. Here we go. I that was um J Crumb lost and found. This is Saba log out. That's just the way that the game go. After the rain is a rainbow. I see a product of hateful. If we get shit got in the table. If I got a log and they start in a room with it, I ain't got shot like a dangle. I don't want to put out my headphones. I don't got hate in my crib. I don't need no I be got hit. Be independent is my fear. Government in like the mind fear. Since the friend I want you watching. Turn me in the man. I did all right that was saba with um 
Log out versus Jake Crumbs, lost and found. Who you guys going to go with? Yo, I like how uh, McKinley wouldn't even give Jake Crumb a head now. Nah, he was like... <laughs> <laughs> but then Saba came on, he was like... Yeah, okay, cool, guys. Um, I'm going to go with Toss right here. I didn't like either one. Dang. All right. Um, McKinley, what you got? Saba. But I don't know if I would really like... <clears throat> if it's just that I grew up around that, like, save money, like Chance the Rapper, Vic Mensa... You know, that that kind of era, I mean, it kind of reminded me of, like, my high school, like, middle school days. Like, that's what Saba sounded like to me. So it was like, I was getting my, it was like bringing me back to, like, good times in my life for real, you know? Okay, so. okay. Yeah, I got I got Saba as well. Jeremiah, what you got? Um, I am going to go with um, Jay Crumb for this one. All right. Well, that's that's clear on our side, right? Because it was, it's well, actually, you know what? They could, they could, they could uh, toss it. So, uh it's up to y'all in the universe. What y'all got? Saba online. No, they won't. Saba. All right, that's 3-1. Saba took the first round. All right, we're going to do round two. We're going to start off with Saba this time first. It's called Smile. Here we go. Alright, that was Saba with Smile. This is Jake Crumb with Napalm. That was um, Jay Crum with Napalm versus Saba <coughs> Smile. What y'all going with? Ryan. Uh, I'm going to go Jay Crum on that one. McKinley. Same. Same. Jay Crum? Um, man. I might use my toss on that one. I'm going to toss that. What you got, Jeremiah? Um, I like Crum on that one. Crum. Crum online, too, it looked like. Eyes one to one. All right, all right, one one. All right, we're gonna do round three. We're gonna start off with um, I think we started with Jay Crum this time. Did we start off with Jay Crum? Yeah, Jay Crum this time. It's called Keep Rising. Here we go. This hit I kind of love that I feel you so. I'm a flow, spice it off, let the give and go. Reflect as good as in everything we show. With this love, really great, then we got the glow. Oh, oh. That was Jay Crumb with Keep Rising. This is Saba with um, Busy Slash Sirens. 
Looking up and still feel like she catch me cheating. Taking asking me how to was. Knowing I've been home like two months. And I see you tired like two times. Say the small talk like two down, no time. Social interaction had female friends I found attractive. I tried to get off and I didn't know Sam's. Now we don't speak, we just want passing my past guitar. You probably reply to the missed calls after all. Cause the friendships that I can't recall done turn my heart into camouflage. Why the guys that used to play basketball with doing out of this? I can't endorse now with the Lord now. Put your force down with the Lord now. All right, that was Saba with um, Busy slash Sirens versus J. Crumbs. Keep rising. Who are you going with? Ryan. Uh, I'm going to go Saba on that. Saba. McKinley. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Saba. All right. Um, right. I'm actually going to go Crumb on that one. What you got, Jeremiah? Um, Saba. Saba. So it's clear on our side. So it's 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Yeah, that's true. All right, two one um, Saba, right now. All right, so this is round four. We're gonna start off with Saba with um, the song "Life." Here we go. Like a problem won't exist if I just don't exist. If I could work without a single part of it, then pardon me for being in Congress. Got the nerve to call itself religious. Rich is getting richer. We just trying to live our life. Mama missed the vodka with the Sprite. They killed my cousin with the pocket knife. While my uncle on the phone, he was gone for more than half my life. He got out a year and then he died. I was on the road, talking to my father on the phone. Left the city when I was just born. None of them were getting along. Mama begging him for when it goes. I was chilling with my niggas pool. Now they try- All right, that was Saba Life. This is J. Crumb Vegan. Here we go. I that was um, vegan by Jay Crumb versus Saba Life. Who y'all going with? Ryan. Uh, I'm going to go Saba on that. Kenley. I feel like I've been hearing the same song over and over from both people, so it's, this is my toss right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Saba on that one. I got Saba. What you got, Jeremiah? Crumb. Crumb. So what's that? So McKinley tossed. What you say, Ryan? I said Saba. Saba, Saba. Okay. And you said what, Jeremiah? Crumb. So they could, t- they could toss it. What y'all got? What y'all got? I see a lot of Saba. Yeah, I do too. I think it's Saba. Yep, Saba. What's that? 3-1. All right. All right. We're going to go round five. This is J. Crumb. Elevate. Here we go. You named it something different. What is the name? Stay right here. Um, oh, no, never mind. I got him backwards. All right. Here we go. Play much stages, it'll pay for Ain't pay many wages, hell again wrong. I'm a slave to the cadence, so I ain't done. Everything to the patrons, till the day's one. Boy, I'm not finished, I know I got some critics, I know they're really cynics, but God, I don't live it. I want a house of business, even if I don't get it, then I create these lyrics, elevate your spirit. And if I don't live it, after years and minutes of avoiding gimmicks, I'm pouring out my heart, that I know my rhythms, then I reach the millions, but I praise my Lord that I could be a part. I ain't did this for no trophies, I ain't did this for no list, I did it for the kid who's contemplating, taking place to rest it, man, I pray that you resist, oh, all right, that was um, J. Crumb Elevate. This is Saba. Stay right here. 
This ain't like before. Tell him how labels knocking at the door. Tell him about on my face and the source. Some call upon the Lord to come my old time. Don't ever get to see the day that my daughter come and order them. Look at this with the territory. Share the story, all of them. Even with a little twist like all of them. All of the time. I talk to black, y'all should open your eyes. I come from nothing but drugs and the crime. I sung out, oh yes, I made it alive. Shots to the fans on the game, some time. Look at the love that I'm covering it. it the hundred, I covering it. This is all real, ain't no supplement. Own all my messes and publishing. Hit all right, that was Saba. We'll stay right here versus J. Crumb Elevate. Ryan. Saba. Saba. Kenley. Who was the second one? Saba. 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 Yeah, I got Saba as well. It was close. I, I was going to actually go Crumb, but Saba hit a run in his joint. That made me change my mm-hmm. mind. So I got Saba. Um, I like Crumb, though. That joint was fine to me. I like that one better. All right. So that's 3-1. On side. Yeah. So that's three one, and I guess it don't matter for them. Um, all right, that's four one going into round six. All right, here we go. Uh, we're gonna start off. We're gonna start off with um. Oh, Jay Crumb. Uh, we're gonna start off with um Saba. It's called calligraphy. Calligraphy. Go ahead. I'm not mad. I got. I just can't get out of bed. My best friend obituary really hang on my wall. By the dress, I'm trying to see it a lifeless. No time for morning in my skin. I see the right list. Calligraphy. Yeah. Reading the signs like I'm a highway driver. I just hit blinds, they blinds, they hieroglyphics. I see the water, they ride it. I feel the water in my head, autopilot. But it felt like I was wrong. I sent the word out flying. Calligraphy. Write it away. Write it away. I just get to. I know it's calligraphy by Saba. This is Place Bows by. Um, J. Crumb. Uh, she left to be the host, then paint the coast up. Uh, you know I'm drowning, but can't find me with no sonar. Cinnamon say healthy, but the exit feeling so far. Uh, yeah. Lord, I need you like a thread and easy needle. The depression turning lethal, and I know my heart's deceitful. These demons, they paint my death upon an easel, but they're not prophetic. Got the anesthetic, won't be overcome by evil. Uh, Lord, forgive me for forgetting where my hope is. I know your victory is something I can boast in. And when I feel defeated, walls are feeling closed in. Help me. Bro. All right. That was um, Place Bows by um, J. Crumb versus Calligraphy by Saba. Who y'all going with? This last round. Ryan. Uh, I'm going to go Saba on that one. Kenley. I'm going to roll with Saba. I, I got placebos. Placebos. I got pussy. I got crumb on that. I liked it better. Really? What you got? Um, I'm a toss because I like both of them. Okay, so that's two to one here. So they could best they could do is toss it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. See a lot of crumb. Crumb, 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 crumb. Y'all got what y'all got? What y'all got? It's like crumb, man. I think crumb got it. I think so. All right. So that was a wash. That's a watch. So it ended up four to one. Four to one. Yeah. That don't make sense. It was, it was, okay. Yeah, it does. Four to one. <laughs> four to one. All right. So what y'all think? What y'all think about uh, Crumb McKinley? I'm more open to listening to Christian rap after, after hearing him. He was okay. He was, he was okay. Okay. Dang, right. that wasn't even our A list. <laughs> Dude, right? what? Right? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I'm, 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 I'm happy that he's excited about it. No, I'm saying I, I, I didn't think it was a list because I don't think like you know Saba's a list on the on the yeah. hip hop side. Yeah. But um, 
it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It's not like, man, turn that, turn that off. You know, it's not nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be able to listen to it, especially in this time so, we quarantine. We need anyway. to put you onto some deals, some one K few, some. Some so let me let me let me clean let me clean this up for Ryan. Let me clean this up for Ryan. Uh, Jay Crumb, yeah. all he means is that in in popularity, not in yeah. talent. All right. Yeah. He's not yeah, he's not that he mean, mean in in real life. Jesus, man, I'm trying to have a <laughs> relationship with these people, brother. <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying. No, but um, I I didn't know you like were a fan of G Herb because I, I would have sure done him. We did a long flow with him. Herb, yep. uh, yeah, it's probably my favorite. Oh, you wouldn't have been fair though. See, I'm glad you didn't. No, but it was good because then if we had somebody that could be like, we haven't done neck and neck. No, I don't think I've done Jay Herb. Her, her yeah, I don't got nobody for Herb. Oh, so I can get somebody okay. for him. I can, so you gotta come I back. Can get some somebody for him. See, don't do, don't do the DJ like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't got nobody for Herb. Nice. Heard nice. Okay. All right. That's a challenge, Jeremiah. As soon, okay. as, you, as, soon as you get somebody for G, then we're gonna bring McKinley back on just for line for line and see. Or just, see. Or just tell me or just tell me to tune in. I'm gonna be writing right okay. in the comments. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll shoot you the message when G Herbo. I wanna see your votes though. You gotta you gotta post the vote and I want you to be fair. Absolutely. Actually, you know what? Tell G Herbo to uh tune in. I wanna see his votes. See if he gonna his be reaction. fair. I want to see if he if he can be unbiased about his own music. That's the hardest part. All right, all right. So that's your challenge, Jeremiah. Man, you got to find somebody that could beat G Erbo in a line for line. Okay, that's your challenge. That's not a problem. Yo, McKinley, thank you, bro. Thanks for hanging out with us the whole show. Hopefully, we could communicate and talk and build, man. You got a lot of fans today, bro. Appreciate that, man. And a lot of people want to know. um, how to donate to you and like support? Yeah, tell them again. Tell them again the name of the organization, how to find it, how to find you, and how to donate. My personal Instagram is McKinley Nelson. Um, the the foundation's Instagram is Project Switch Chicago, and then the donate, sign up to volunteer, buy some merchandise. It's ProjectSwitchChicago.com. Awesome man! All right, y'all. Right now, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining Mm -hmm. us. Y'all, thank you for watching every week. We appreciate you guys. Share it. Tell the news. We are are pushing this live now. Um, More videos coming soon. We got so many things we've been working on. Nectar is about to get leveled up real big. Stay tuned for Nectar. If you're an artist and you need distribution, holler at us about Nectar distribution, man. It's it's about to get turned up real, real quick, real quick. Uh, if If you love us, our version of Patreon is our Trackstars universe. So if you want to uh, support what we're doing here, join the official Trackstars universe. You'll get a Trackstars t-shirt and you'll become part of our official Facebook group. And uh, yeah, we got we got so many things going on, man. Just just follow Trackstars. Tell people about it. Uh, join our investment group if you want to learn how to make um, non-traditional income with Forex and drop shipping and all that kind of stuff. We got a group. We got about 20 people in that group right now. Mm-hmm. And it's growing. We only, we only been talking about it for two weeks and it's growing like crazy, man. So holler at us. Uh, just shoot us an email if you have questions about anything. We'll talk you through it. All right, y'all. You in the field with the Trackstars. Ryan Wright to Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Now, I'm in the field with track stars right now. I had a blessed time. Hopefully, you guys are listening. If you're not, then you're losing.